You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 58, The Mighty Mancast. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that no longer sounds like a pile of shit. (laughs) My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. I'm Raven Perez. And I'm Zach Hawkins. And we are all together once again for the latest episode of the Savage Fincast. Although I guess this episode we can call it the Mighty Fincast. Ooh, I like that. The Mighty Mancast. We're going to need to workshop that. (laughs) (laughs) The Mighty Cast. The Mighty Mancast. With yep. the heart of a little girl. <laughs> yes, the, that is true. The focus of this episode, of course, is going to be the Mighty Man one-shot, which uh, made its debut at AthensCon earlier in the year, and uh, recently was released in color through Image Comics. But before we get to that, uh, we've got some... What do we got? We, got some, we actually have more news than you would expect. Mm-hmm. As well as some scragglers... Uh, Sending us some interesting conversations mm-hmm. uh, from last episode. Yeah, a lot of a lot of news came in the last minute for this one. It sure, did, damn man. did. Like we always, we were like, "Oh, there's not much news," and then it was just a storm in like forty-eight hours. Yeah, yeah. In forty-eight hours, everything changed. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling it the year of Larson. It really <laughs> is. It not. It really Pretty damn much. is. Well, if, if everything bears fruit, we'll we'll see how that goes. Oh, it's going to be fruitful. It's going to be fruity pebbles, baby. So let's talk about it. What do we got first? We've got news item numero uno, <laughs> which uh, I suppose cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a joke about learning Spanish, but it didn't work. <laughs> Did not stick that landing. Learning Spanish? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> so news item number one. Malcolm Dragon apparently moves to Toronto, Canada. <gasps> the traitor. Mm, yeah. Well, no. You know, for you, he's, he would be you know, an ally because you, you both worship the queen. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you think Malcolm could get knighted? Zach has just told you worships the queen. <laughs> he just learned that just now. We do? Fucking her off. That's what we're told in our uh, history books. Mm-hmm. That's why she's on your money. Yeah. That you hate freedom and love the crown. Yeah. And tea. And tea. <laughs> Pouring tea into the harbor. Canada never threw off their bonds of oppression. They just kind of transitioned. I feel I feel so attacked right now. <laughs> it's okay. Well, 
So we'll die of hamburger poisoning soon enough. Oh, <laughs> hamburger poisoning! <laughs> it's the American way. What if President Tiny Hands doesn't push the button first? It's all good. So, based on the cover for Savage Dragon mm-hmm. Two Twenty Seven, which we got, uh, Malcolm and family are moving to Toronto. Moving to Toronto. Uh, there's no solicitation summary, but we have to believe it has something to do with with issue two twenty six, in which the solicitation copy insinuated that President Trump would deem Malcolm an, as an alien threat to the United States. I mean, that's pretty a logical leap to make. So, so yes, get kicked out of the country, start drinking Molson, become a Canadians fan. Well, it's it's a funny <laughs> cover because he is he does have a uh, or was, maple, he does maple have Leafs a mo- fan. What does he have? Oh, he's got a Labatt's in his hand on oh, the cover. Did I, did right? I say Molson? I meant yeah. Labatt's. I'm sorry, Canada. <laughs> the funniest thing was, I've been loving the reader reactions. Like, one guy was like, really? He was like, hockey sticks? <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Kinda something like, it, oh, all of our women wear Uggs, no pants, <laughs> and hockey jerseys. <laughs> it's good. No, dude. that's just Maxine. <laughs> And there's, like, CN Tower on the cover, right? It's, like, all uh, Toronto in the yeah, background. It's all gray. No more yellow skies for Nikos. <laughs> it's all gray from here on out. That's true. One it's, it's, a real, it's really interesting, though, to think about, like, if this is really happening, is it going to last more than a couple of issues? And what does that mean for, like, the supporting cast that's all in Chicago? That are all half-aliens. Oh, that's true. I, yeah, I still but, have. I'm still questioning if any of them will still exist by this point. It, it the ramifications are bonkers. Like almost every single thing about Savage Dragon is Canada or Canada, Chicago based. Like Belco Chemicals, uh, the Freak Zone. I mean, the Danger Zone, uh, where all the freaks live. I mean, the police force. Yeah. Clearly, the option is to get the Lava Lords' help and move the entire city to Canada. <laughs> there you go. Just move it across the river. Tow it by, with the the Atlanteans' help. It's bonkers. It's it a- is pretty interesting though, because I mean, you figure Eric has done so many different things with this book to try to mix it up and keep it interesting, and it's like, well, it just makes sense. Let's move to another location <laughs> at this point now, or something. And it is funny how much like that really does bring with it. You know what I mean? Like even a different country, just to yeah. put it in a completely different country. Mm. Like, can Eric draw a moose? We don't know. <laughs> he could. He could just establish his own new new set of Canadian heroes. <laughs> <laughs> or Captain, it's Captain funny Canuck too. Team up. Yeah. Everybody instantly went to that Captain Canuck. I'm telling you, everyone like, loves Captain Canuck because even though like, they've never read a Captain Canuck comic, <laughs> because there's only like three Canadian superheroes that aren't that are known. Puck, besides Wolverine. Marvel. Oh, besides Marvel. Besides Alpha Flight, that's the only thing. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I guess Wolverine and, uh, what's his name, uh, <clears throat> Deadpool are Canadian, right? I don't know anything about Deadpool. Fuck yeah. him. Yeah, Scott yeah, Pilgrim's Canadian. That's true. They're mm-hmm. very Canadian. They Canadian is fuck. Love, love their <laughs> loonies. Now, it's, it's interesting. Um, there's a lot of uh, Canadian cartoonists like i know a shit ton of them and oh dave and, sim yeah it's like it's funny nobody really like reps canada like you know, the way americans put like american superheroes in america is it mcfarland canadian he could be 
I don't that know. That weird accent? <laughs> he has a weird accent? I don't know if I've ever heard him speak. Yeah, Eric's even imitated him on the show. He's fun to do an impression of. He just got a unique voice. I'm not going to do it. But just know it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a blast. You just stick to your young Woody Harrelson impression. <laughs> uh, that one's uh, constant. I can't turn that off. Oh, That's ongoing. I thought you were just, just trying to be cool voice. all this time. <laughs> no, it's a good fi- cover. I, I think a shit ton of uh, crazy st- stuff is going to come out of this. <laughs> Well, like, think, like Greg said, like, it, like, I mean, just think all this stuff, like, uh, you know, the Lava Lords and all that stuff, they don't really talk about. And Savage Dragon, like, okay, aside from the world tour, which had, you know, Dragon going all over the world, how how often does the book really get out of Chicago? Not a ton. Yeah, like, occasional trip to New York. That one trip to Oscars. Yeah. He went to Pittsburgh, Peril in Pittsburgh. He went to Detroit, mm. Killcat. Would Oscars mean they go out of state? I'm pretty sure he went to Oscars to in San Francisco specifically. Yep. Hmm. I think he went out there for his comic book or something. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, let's move on to the next uh, bit of news. We got. We just heard. Was it today or yesterday? I think it was today, as of the day of today? this recording. Yeah, yeah that uh, uh, we'll be seeing the return of Freak Force in their own uh, stories in terms of Nikos Kutsis, which I always murder his name. Kutsis. Uh, yeah. Who um, drew the Mighty Man one shot and has been the colorist on uh, Savage Dragon for years now. Um, he posted on his Facebook that uh, he's going to be doing a Freak Force backup in Savage Dragon 225 and uh, also posted image some of the, the panels from that backup. And then he went on to say uh, that the backup would lead, lead into a Freak Force one-shot and then maybe even a miniseries if uh, there was enough demand for it. So I think that's pretty damn exciting. That I told know. him I demand it. <laughs> it, it's okay I'm going to go on a tangent real quick uh oh buckle as, up as a digital reader it's hard to make that concrete demand because <laughs> I can't pre-order right that's a problem you live in a world of uh, instant gratification so I do there's mm-hmm. no there's no telling someone two months ahead of time that you care mm. And apparently Image still needs those order numbers. That's weird. I never thought about that. Yeah. No, it is true. Yeah. You don't get that option with Comixology. It's, uh, you buy, you can pre-order stuff, but only once it's, uh, obviously been uploaded onto the server, but it's, yeah. <laughs> you don't get to put in an order for something that's still in production, hmm. which is, which is a bit shit. You can pre-order things on Image Comics. Like on their website. That's true. Yep. Ah, I didn't think of that. Well, there you yeah. go. But I'm not sure if they track those numbers or if it's just like flags it for when it actually drops. Comic industry is bizarre. Like, I don't think anyone is keeping track of any sales records. <laughs> you think? Yeah, only when they're shattered does anyone. Oh, 
It's on the New York Times bestseller list. It's like that's the only thing you ever hear about. Nobody Who ever like, delisted all comic books. Yeah, all graphic novels. This so we don't even year. have that anymore. So <laughs> it's weird. Apparently, the new editor hates them. Makes so sense. Fuck you. Makes sense. It's cool. I'm super jazzed, guys. I'm sorry, but I can't help but feel like um, we caused this. Like, it was definitely our influence. We we begged for... <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> we, we begged and begged. No, I'm, I'm joking with that. Entirely joking. But uh, how many times have we sat on the podcast, on the FinCast, and we've been like, man, you know, I would love to see, like, an SOS miniseries or oh, hell yeah. a Freak Force miniseries or something like that. So, hell yes. This is great. It's pretty crazy this year, like, you know, uh, what Jim was saying, you know, the year of Eric Larson, it's like, we're going to get a Mighty Man, you know, standalone, a Freak Force. Follow-up. Follow-up, uh, you know, Savage which could Dragons. Turn in, which could turn into something. Yeah, and Dragons coming out, like, on a month-to-month pace. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, it's a good year to be a savage dragon fan with an oversized issue in the mix on top of everything else true yeah yeah which uh, i believe he suggested is going to have a longer main story too oh great well oh okay maybe i'm speaking out my ass i just got the implication from some of his facebook posts that he's not it might be a few more pages than 20 oh okay yeah i think that's what i heard i would love that Um, (laughs) maybe even 22 (laughs) <laughs> three of which are splash pages and it's then, just uh, like three more pages of Maxine like uh, surfing Canada websites but so the other thing <laughs> we didn't mention is uh, there's another book that's going to be coming out this year Ooh, so yeah. we should move on to that yeah, yeah Zach um, take it away so yeah Eric Larson recently posted an image on his Facebook, appa- uh, Facebook account, account depicting that Ant character and logo with the words coming in 2017. Eric purchased the Ant character from Mario Gully back in 2012 and has work- been working towards releasing a series ever since. The character has appeared in a handful of Savage Dragon issues and most recently in the Malcolm Dragon Spawn crossover which we actually kind of Triple downed on a few months back, didn't we? Me, Craig, uh, me, Raven, and Jim. Oh yeah, yeah. We, I'm we, sure we, we did. We got through on the whole story arc in one episode. We read That's... the balls off of that. Yeah, we read. We did the two spawn issues in one pack. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, no. We did the two spawn issues plus the final Savage Dragon issue. That was a that was an episode. Mm-hmm. Beast. I had to do. I had to do a double take that when I looked up like when. He first purchased the ant from Mario Gully, like being in 2012. That's already oh, that's five years ago. ago. That's insane. Oh eh, seems it doesn't about seem right that to me. Long. Really? Well, it doesn't seem that long, but projects take a while to gestate, especially Remember, from the kind of back background drama you sort of heard about after yeah, the sale. Yes, I heard about that. And of course, the time's got to be right. I can't imagine ants going to be an easy sell. But hopefully, a, success, a successful one. Yeah. I just remember when he first like kind of announced it, and then he was like playing around with the, like the ant logo, and he seemed to get that right away, and was like making different faux covers and stuff like that. And it seemed like 
he was going to jump right into it, and then he kind of just waited. Remember, like, every time we had him on the FinCast, we kind of asked him about the ant, and, like, eventually right. we just stopped. It almost <laughs> mirrors that, uh, what was the the mystery uh, comic that everyone Scooby thought Doo. was Scooby-Doo? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, Scooby-Doo. That, I knew it wasn't Scooby-Doo. This is that van. <laughs> yeah, what was the name of that oversized comic? Giant-sized Bible Kung Fu Bible stories? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Size Kung Fu Bible stories. That took like 10 years to come out. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, I'm not. I'm not speaking for, you know, Eric or anything, but I'm just saying when you're doing one thing regularly, like your time for side projects is non existent. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, that's what I'm wondering if he's going to be drawing Ant. That well, seems re- like a lot of extra work. Well, I remember him saying on one of our fincasts that he wanted to get a bunch of issues in the can before he. So, so maybe it. he's been working on it all along. That's what I'm thinking. That's at least I remember him saying that. Like before that, he put it out. He wanted a, a bunch of like That's issues smart. as a buffer. I will tell you something that um, after Headlopper through Image which only comes out quarterly, but is a really high page count. It's like double or mm. even maybe triple the size of a normal comic, but it only comes out quarterly. Even if he did Ant quarterly, but just gave us like more pages every time it did hit, mm. I'd be okay with that. I always yeah. thought Savage Dragon Good could survive as a fat quarterly. I would never want that. I would really? want I would want it to stay monthly. I don't think Eric would change it because I think he's oh, such I'm a sure traditionalist. Not. That's it. Is that he wants it a certain way? He wants to, you know, to be the perfect monthly comic mm-hmm. that comes out monthly. But for those side projects, I'm just saying, if it came out quarterly, I'd still be okay with it. I mean, that's believe it or not. Like I said, if you're reading Headlopper out there, you already know what I mean. Yeah. Big quarterly book. Like it's that. awesome. Really do- oh, it is awesome. Headlock and it sticks amazing. with you. What's funny is it sticks with you. Like you would think that in four months, like how much crazy shit happens that you'd forget. But dude, every time I pick up a new headlopper, I was right back in the mix. There you go. That was a good book. So, it's good. How much did you pay to endorse that now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, know, you can open up about these things. It's okay. Two euros. <laughs> Two euros. That's not for a All European currencies are fucked right now, dude. You have no idea. It's okay. I know my wife is like, oh, this is a good time to go to England. We should go to England. No. For us, it's, it's good. Never, it's, ne- it's never a good time. Get mugged. <laughs> Look, they brought money. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Such a and They brought money. <laughs> super. <laughs> what does that I'm even super mean? For <laughs> uh, moving along. Uh, so basically, though, I guess before we move along, so like you bros still super jazz for Ant? Did you yeah. just say you bros just super jazz for Ant? Yeah, bros, bros. Are you super oh, jazzed right. for Ant? <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am excited for Anne, actually. I am too. I'm excited for more Eric Glory. I'm. I'm. I'm excited for more Eric Larson comics. I'm mostly indifferent about Ant. 
Well, you know, we're not coming at this clean like before. We actually know a little bit about her from, like, uh, Spawn. So, you know, there's the Gadget Man. There's potentially wacky stuff like flying cars. I, I mean, could di- I could dig that. Yeah, I'm just saying, to me, hell yeah, bring it. I'm, I'm interested in seeing which direction he's going to go, because I can't imagine it's going to be anything close to the Mario Gully one, which actually sucked really bad. Oh, yeah. It really irritated me that one, like, one of the first comments on the Facebook post was like, is Mario Gully going to be involved? <laughs> Please, no. Guys. No. He, brought, he bought him from him. It's not, the goal is yeah. to sell comics. <laughs> Ouch. Meow, <laughs> 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 catty. <laughs> That's too funny, dude. It's funny because I don't think I've ever read a Gully comic, but from what little I've There's seen, there's a reason for online. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, he can draw like a motherfucker. I mean, I know uh, no that. doubt, no doubt. But he can draw. But I. But don't... the other stuff. Yeah, mm, that other yikes. stuff's important. The panels. Yeah. The the writing. The frequency. Right. The context. So moving along. Sorry, just <laughs> had to see if you bros were super jazz. Sounds like you were more jazz than Louis Armstrong. So let's get going. <laughs> Interesting. Did you say that just so you could say that second part? I did. <laughs> just checking. Got to plant those seeds. Uh, I just like that you use the terms bro and jazzed. You got to have a uh, very um, real good lot of words. I have <laughs> the best lot words. Of words. I have Wait, the best yeah. words. <laughs> I was making fun I of I can't words. imagine that Zach has ever used the term bro or jazzed. Uh, not jazzed, no. Jizzed, yes. Jazzed, no. <laughs> um, jazzed is a new one to me. Is, is bro in the in the in, something different in the UK bro, lexicon? Bro's kind of a thing, but man, so the, the chav say no, no. The chav say mates, and I say mates, so everybody thinks I'm a chav, but I'm not. I'm a nice dude. I'm a bit of a dick, but it's uh, <laughs> mate, uh, bro's not really a thing over here. That no, it's. Seems to be online, but meh. Broski is ours. You know what? I'm Broski? sorry. This this is Broski way... is yours. Broski. <laughs> this is way we want out the of... money, Broski. I'm sorry. This is super out of line, but this has no place in the fan cast. But I have to ask. One time, Zach. <laughs> mm-hmm. One time, this guy comes in and he's like, "Oops!" He go, this guy comes wandering in, and he's like... I'm going to apologize for Raven ahead of time. Yeah, I'm so sorry. This is dumb to the max. But, like, this guy comes in, and he goes, Excuse me, mate. <laughs> Might you have a room of rest? And I said... I said... <laughs> I, I said and it was, this guy was, like, eight foot tall. And you know those <laughs> tiny jugs that people get, like, of sweet tiny tea ju- at, at gas stations? Yes. <laughs> So yeah. here's this giant drinking from one of those tiny jugs. It couldn't have been a more hilarious visual, and he's asking for a bathroom, but he's asking me if I have a room of rest. I thought the he was fucking da- with The me. correct answer is the water closet's over there. I told him, I said, get lost. <laughs> Go piss in the street, you giant. And then he asked if he could bum a <laughs> And then he slugged you. <laughs> no, I'm just saying no one says room of rest anywhere on earth, do they? That is no. not a thing anywhere. Okay, thanks. It's definitely not a thing here. It's, no. Thanks. You, well, well, it, we don't even say restroom. I think that's You don't bag. say restroom, no, so that's to- why he's... To- to- toilet. Toilet. <laughs> well, the, the, fr- the French pronunciation, I see. Well, what do you What do you, may, you, say, if you, uh, what do you say if you want to grab a smoke off someone? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
we go and have a fag. Can you can you bum a fag? You can pinch a fag. Uh, I ha- I have been known on occasion. Um, but <laughs> Jim's ready to stop this recording right. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Jim's pulling. He's aborting this anyway. Raise, <laughs> raise. Sorry, let's get this out of the room. Arrest and take it back to where it goes. Interesting responses <laughs> or is it replies? Let's nail this down right now, dear listeners. We decided we workshopped it off the air. And the new, final, forever-to-be-known title of this, we're taking it back to the classic, Finteresting Conversations. So, the way this works is, this episode we are continuing Finteresting Conversations, where we ask you, the listeners, for your opinion on related questions or for your suggestions for future topics. However, we are only reading the replies to episode 56 segment, as we've not published episode 57 as of the date of this recording. So nice. just uh, remember, if you will, to send your uh, conversations to us. We will read more than one. It's not like the exclusive, only one gets read thing of the past. And uh, please, if we don't read your letter, it is only because we're trying not to have another super juggernaut episode with like 12 letters. We're going to pin it down to like three. Don't get us wrong. We want 12 letters. We, we want 12 letters and we might read your letter at a later date. So I yeah. had, well, we don't have any letters. Yeah. Cause it happens. So I'm lot. just going to read it off the air and stick them under my pillow before I go to sleep. <laughs> just wake up with like teeth instead of money. <laughs> just, just print out. All R- remove from his mouth. But, uh, again, we appreciate hearing from you. We love it. It's super awesome. And, again, you you fuel this segment like you're the star, like we're reading your stuff. So please send those conversation, interesting conversations, to savagefincast at gmail.com. So um, allow me, if I may, to lead us in to our topic, uh, the interesting responses for episode 56, in which the topic was... Which character would you protect from the wrath of Eric Larson? So uh, we got or one Gavin. from or Gavin, or, or the the Death Whisperer, Gavin. <laughs> so uh, you got to tie up those loose ends, Eric. Kill them all. <laughs> Kill them all, Peter. <laughs> Marcos in New Jersey says, "Hey guys, in answer to your newest question, I know it sounds extremely cliche and old school." But I'd have to say, for me, it'd have to be Vanguard as what should be a long-running and untouchable supporting character. He's great, and seemingly very underused. His original and short-lived series from the 90s was great. Would love to see more of him in the pages of the Savage Dragon, give him a new miniseries, one-shot, or new monthly even better. By the way, love your Kevin Smith segue. I have to agree, his films are shit, Ex- <laughs> excluding maybe Mallrats. My least favorite. You don't like Mallrats? That's my I'm favorite the, of all. I'm the, I'm the weirdo is. in the room who hates Mallrats. It's he I peaked. Pre- I prefer original Clerks. Oh my god, yeah, Mallrats was his dude. Pulp Fiction. Oh, Clerks was good. I like Mallrats <laughs> Oh, And I'm going to go out on a limb and say I actually like Tusk. It was fucking stupid, but of, I thought it was amazing. people like it? No, you're not alone. A lot of people liked it. Yeah, Mallrats. Mallrats got Jason Lee. So, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. 
Moritz has an extensive conversation with Stan Lee about superhero genitals, so... I feel like Mallrats at its time was something that you hadn't seen before, but then they invented the internet. (laughs) Catty. Catty. This is a savage meow cast with all this cattiness. I can talk about all my... I can talk about all my thing testicles all the time. (laughs) Oh, sorry, Marcus. apologizes in advance for any feelings hurt. He didn't realize uh, when he pinned this that mole rats was going to be a trigger word. Are you Triggered! W- w- water, watershed moment for the, <laughs> fi- for the fin cast. <laughs> well, taking it, back to, taking it back to our man, we got to let the star shine here. He says, Yoga Hosers was a cinematic travesty. Correct. And it's 88 minutes of my life I won't ever get back. Correct. I should have known better, too, after witnessing the equally horrid Husk, suck Correct. it, Zach. That's harsh. <laughs> suck it, Zach, he says. too fucking harsh, man. <laughs> I know I'm in the minority here, but I will give Smith some credit as a decent comic book scribe. I really yeah, enjoyed it. that time Black Cat got raped. <laughs> did he do that? That happened? He, he did that. Mm. Okay. Well, all right. Um, really enjoyed his Batman and Daredevil stuff, plus his very underrated run on Dynamite's Bionic Man with Phil Hester and the Green Hornet 2. I suppose he was sort of a big deal, especially around here in the tri-state area in the 90s, but his fame has fiddled, fizzled oh. out tremendously since. Tremendously. Cruel. Heck, even his podcast, Fat Man on Batman, has turned into <laughs> utter crap as well. Sorry, I know this isn't Savage Smithcast, just my two cents. Anyhow, love the show. Keep up the great work, Well, guys. tough, Marco. We are now the Savage Smithcast. <laughs> Does he really have a podcast called Fat Hashtag Man Savage. on Batman? I'm sure he does. He, he how could does. that? Just um, about, how can how, one show be about just one character? <laughs> Touche. This is a million Batman books a month. Oh, all yeah. right. Technically, I can't believe the, it. The joke is that there's only one Savage Dragon book a month. I guess my thing is that he is a podcasting fiend. Yeah. Like yeah. he has a podcast for every well, fucking he, thing. He's a he's a media hound. He loves all of that stuff. Even back in the day, he he was getting like connected was like his big thing. Mm-hmm. So that's why everyone knew who he was because he he he's a very good self promoter. And I gotta disagree that his fame has fizzled. His fame stalled out, and these latest films have given him the buzz back. I'll just say this. Here's the only thing about it is I respect at least um, the fact that he's out. Re- he's ready to go on a fucking limb. Like, Lord knows he could just keep shitting out stoner comedies and people probably gobble him up. Sure. But yeah. at least he's, I mean, they're not killing it, really. Red State, even Red State was like, eh. Wait, he did he, Red State or did, did he produce Red that? State? He produced no, he it. did it. There he did it? He, yeah. I knew he was involved. No, I'm pretty sure he directed that. Well, I liked it, and uh, I didn't yeah, see that. Know. I'm told I should see it. It's decent. It, it really is, but it's not amazing. Is the thing I don't have any bone to pick against him. I just thought Yoga Hosers was fucking horrible. I've never seen. I've not seen us, it yet. And I'm you saw it. Yoga nope, Hosers. I've not seen it yet. Yeah, it's You're on Netflix. Me? Yeah, I'm asking you, Craig. Oh. Oh. Well, we had this conversation. We might have. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's what last uh, fake cat. I got like twenty, fifteen, twenty minutes into it, and I couldn't go any further. 
I see. Well, I'll never watch Tusk because I can't stand body horror movies, but I hear it's good because it's a deconstruction of that. It pretty much uh. is. It's pretty much a self-aware parody of Cronenberg uh, movies and... Um, Human Centipede. Human Centipede is the big one. And let's be honest, Human Centipede is fucking garbage. Um, all three of them. <laughs> they're all fucking garbage. I don't know why Never seen it. Not the final sequence? That wasn't the opus? Oh, no. No, sadly it wasn't. It was just another hour and a half of my life that I wish I could have back. I can't watch those I movies. I probably could have saved you that hour and just told you not to watch that. Yeah. Well, there is that. But all right. Yeah, Sh- just <laughs> Should we move on to the next letter? Trucking right along. Hey. You, want, you want me to handle this one? Take it away. All right. From CJ Crossin. Dear Finheads, this is my first time writing into the Fincast, though I've been enjoying your broadcast for a number of years. In fact, you guys are the reasons the reason I started reading Savage Dragon again. Aww. After hearing you guys talk about these Savage Adventure books I remembered from the 90s, I couldn't help but jump back on board. I really look forward to each and every FinCast because it's become an extension to each issue for me, almost like reading Fin Addicts. I absolutely have to tune in to hear your thoughts, so thanks for making such an awesome podcast. Aww. I like it. Without further ado, I want to give my two cents on this month's Finteresting responses, or replies, or conversations, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) If I could have... (laughs) What? Nothing. Go on. (laughs) <laughs> if I could save any Savage Dragon character from their untimely demise, it would have to be Torment. Since his villainous introduction in Savage Dragon 194, I immediately found this character full of appeal and potential. With his multiple personality problems, we could see this character playing both the role of the hero and the villain for years to come. In issue 222, we learn that despite its recent destruction, Torment's evil worm pimple has the potential to eventually <laughs> grow back. However, I'm sure Belco Chemicals could whip up an anti-evil acne cream that prevents its regrowth, <laughs> therefore allowing Torment to walk free and become an ally to Malcolm and friends. I can see Torment showing up for Christmas dinners with the whole dragon family and even showing up on weekends to babysit those savage kids. Eric just would just have to change his name to Larry or something so he doesn't sound quite as so menacing when Malcolm introduces him to people. So there you have it. Torment lives. Or rather, Larry lives. <laughs> now, I know interesting conversations are supposed to be a thing of the past, which is mm. now what we're calling <laughs> the whole thing. Hmm. <laughs> but I hope you will allow me this opportunity to pose a topic to you. Imagine See, this guy that, was paying attention. There you go. Imagine that Savage Dragon were to have a what-if issue, like Marvel had in the past, in which any storyline could be changed, shifting the dragon stories in a strange new direction. For example, what if Savage Dragon didn't land in that vacant lot, but instead he landed deep in the Himalayan mountains? Mm. And instead of being found by Frank Darling and trained to be a police officer, Dragon is rescued by Kung Fu monks and brought to a secret monastery to be trained as the Savage Dragon Master of Kung Fu. So if you could make any what-if issue of Savage Dragon, what would it be? Thanks for creating the FinCast, guys. I thoroughly enjoy it. Your fellow Finhead, CJ Crossin. Nice! Mm. I often think about what if savage dragon stories now the fun thing a bit thing though is that the savage world storyline did a lot of that what if stuff which yeah, is why right. I, which is why i dug it so much mm-hmm. um, even though at the time it was new to me i could totally tell that all these timelines were fucked 
<laughs> and it was totally entertaining for those reasons. I I, I love fuck timelines. <laughs> I, I love I love going to the Doom timelines. Only in this case, it survived. <laughs> right, right. And the there's original so... was doomed. No, I was. I think I was just saying that there's so many different guys that have died in Savage Dragon that there's so many infinite like what if someone survived or what if this reality hadn't changed you could just do so much with Savage Dragons but I don't know I was never that much into what if books mm. oh mm. I loved them they were I, awesome they were, they were my favorite what they were my favorite Marvel comics because you got a different like group of characters every issue and you also yeah, could cool. you also might learn a little bit about Marvel history of older older stories by inference of the what if story. I hmm. did have a bunch as a kid, but I don't know. I don't know how well that would work in Savage Dragon. Like I said, uh, there's this. I don't think it works as well. I mean, you could tell some like big what if stories. Um, I always wanted to do a a, a, a Finny Sode where what if there was never dragon if he got teleported into the sun instead of Earth. Mm-hmm. And how how would the heroes or the freaks that we know have how would the world have gone if he hadn't gotten involved? Like would Dark Lord have taken over? Would 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 Chicago become Overlord's like domain? Would would Mighty Man and Super Patriot and the underground freaks have found a way to overcome it in the end? Things would have been better, didn't he? Doesn't Dragon tend to screw things up? Oh that, yeah, that, he that does. He's a dunderhead. <laughs> What's that, He's Jim? The do you remember those? Do you remember those what ifs that they had in 2000 AD a few years ago for the 35th anniversary? Like, uh, what if Gunner survived rather than Rogue? <laughs> that was, one was my favorite. That, that was actually. a good one, and I think if they could do something like that, um, like uh, Lordy, 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 like if, see, it's hard. It is. It is. But even if you just had him transplanted in a metropolitan area in a different part of the world, it's going to have a different effect. Oh. Yeah. What, what if Dragon was raised Cockney? <laughs> He'd be a gangster. I'm just like, he would I think be there's, a hard man. I think there's a lot of stuff you could do. Like, what if Dragon got the mighty man powers or something like that? Like, he yeah. wouldn't even need that, but, like, how cool would it be to see, like, his, you know, like, what would he do with all that power? What if everyone had the mighty man powers? What if Dark Lord took over, you know, succeeded? Well, then it would just be Dark World. Oh, yeah, that's right. We've already seen that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what happens. It's a shithole. <laughs> Sucks, man. <laughs> no, I think it's good. I, I, I think there's some fun ideas you can have in there. Part of the thing that makes Savage Dragon so awesome is just how final everything is, so it's kind of cool to, like, play in that sandbox. Mm-hmm. It is fun to play in the sandbox, but I think because Dragon and by proxy Malcolm are kind of like the the main characters and everything sort of mm-hmm. revolves around them, it's mm-hmm. harder to do the what if stuff because there isn't that much to work with. Yeah, because either they're not there or they are, and some small variables change and it doesn't. Ultimately, Dragon succeeds or he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think CJ's suggesting that, you know, there are pivotable, uh, pivotable, what a great word. There are pivotal, pivotable, <laughs> there are pivotal moments um, that could define, redefine everything. You know, mm. like him being found by monks and not just a cop. You know, it changed, he was like a monk instead of a cop. But the thing about Dragon is, he landed on Earth with all the knowledge. So he would know what the monks are, he would 
you know, he he might join up with them, but he's not like dependent upon them. You're saying monks are not as uh, influential as Chicago PD. <laughs> I'm saying Dragon is an independent woman. <laughs> Take does what, up. He, does what he goes where the wind takes him. Does what he wants. I don't know. I think there's some fun stuff. You could do like, what if you know the the Brotherhood of the Sword? It's not the Brotherhood. It's Covenant of the Sword. What if the Covenant of the Sword raised Malcolm? Mm. You know. What if Malcolm was never thrown into Dimension X? Yeah. There would Just, be no follow-up book. <laughs> Yeah. What if, you know, Glum never got the god gun? Like how would how would shit have gone? Like clearly that god gun is what gave him the push. What if the what if the, what if he got his other two wishes? Yeah. What were the other two wishes? We'll never know. What if Jennifer died on the second panel you saw her? <laughs> oh man, the book would mm. <laughs> If you're going to push this 10 to 11, that's it. What if she didn't kill her husband? <laughs> eh, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah that would have been pretty significantly different. Well, I think there's a million different ways, like we've seen, we can go with this, but I think it's time to move on. Okay, Savage Larry, You're giving us a lot to think about, CJ. Yes, thank cool. you for writing in. I just wanted to say real quick before we move on from CJ's letter that uh, I remember when I wasn't on the FinCast, like just how awesome it was to be able to tune in and like hear and like just even like you guys just you don't realize it. it's funny i talked to craig in person he doesn't realize it how awesome it is to just have something to like tune into and like hear and it really does like it's cool because you can read the issue and then when the fincast comes out like you get that little extra I don't know. It is fun, and even yeah, now, no one at your comic shop breeds Savage Dragon, do they, Raven? All I get oh. is shitty barbs. Shitty <laughs> barbs. Apparently, you have two secret readers. Yeah. yeah. But no, it, it's awesome. It is fun, and I'm I'm with you, CJ. Uh, I appreciate. You know, again, thankful that you know Craig, Jim, Nick, you know Adam, f- Adam, the founding fathers. Like, thank you so much for you know getting this thing started. Like, what appreciate if it. there was no Savage Fincast? <laughs> dark, dark days. We don't want Hillary go- would be president. <laughs> we don't want to go into the Berenstain universe. We're done. Okay, we gotta keep it, keep it together. <laughs> and we finally got one last letter uh, from. Why do I always get these last names? <laughs> Russ Burlingame. That's good. That's it. And he says, Who would I save if I could protect anybody in the book? Thunderhead. I think this is... (laughs) I think this is funny because Russ is... um, He's the guy from uh, Mm comicbook.com that does the interview with Eric uh, after every issue. Mm -hmm. He's like one of their head writers. It's like you get the guy that's the writer and he gives us one sentence. I'm happy he wrote in. Thank you for, for writing in, Russ. Totally enjoy your work. Oh yes, uh, I'm, I just got a chuckle out of uh, him. His, you know, his response was basically a sentence. Concise. But, um, the funny thing is, his sub- subject line of his response was titled "Finteresting, comma I can't remember what the second one was called," which <laughs> apparently either can we. But as you know, Ravens uh, throwing down the the hammer and boom, we're calling it. Interesting conversations from here on out. Forever, no more be. responses, no more replies. Conversations, folks. 
And uh, you know what? Can I just say that shall we go ahead and make CJ's suggestion the finteresting response that we are posing to the audience? That's a good one. Yeah, yeah and we'll, we'll, you know what, since there's not going to be, so after this one, right, we'll have time, alright, so this, we will need a new finteresting topic, right? Yeah. Yeah. How does that work? So, right. so usually, the, epi- the people, usually, like, the way that I originally posed it is that we would, like, say, we would make something up and we'd discuss it on the show and then we'd have the audience put their two cents in. Unless the audience comes up with something good. Unless the audience comes up with something good. So, you want to roll with CJ's? Yeah, so the question would be if you could make a Savage Dragon-centric what-if comic, what what would it entail? Yeah, and please discuss. Uh, Be concise like Russ if you want to. But please, we love those wordy... So, how about we get into some meat and potatoes... Okay, Mighty Man number one of one. One of one? It's a one-shot. I always find find that a little weird to call it number one when there isn't going to be a number two right away. Because this is the second Mighty Man number one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Then you'll just have the year next to it. Yeah, that's how you do it. Then just put the year next to it to start. Just call it Mighty Man 2017. Don't you think that'd be a little weird? Weirder than a one? Just call it one shot. Is Mighty what I Man say. one shot probably would be okay. Or zero. I don't know. I'm a crazy person. Mighty I Man about such things. Mighty Man nah. issue a half. <laughs> well, you know, they used to do halves and stuff. Yes, they did. Ugh, wacky times. Wackier. Wackier <laughs> times. I gotta say, I, for one, all right. I know that we like we touched on this basically in the news, but just what a treat anyway to get extra anything. Like I'm super jazzed. Anytime we can get extra Savage Dragon related <coughs> content, fantastic. Yeah. I'm I'm good with it. Yeah, I'm always glad to get something and something about this issue in particular. I get a feeling that it was structured so that. Because there's three separate stories, and mm-hmm. I think they're all five pages each, or possibly... We got one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven. This is really happening, eight. folks. They're eight pages each. So I think it was structured that if the individual issue didn't work, they could be go- run as backups really easily. Makes sense. But apparently yeah. Nikos is just a damn powerhouse. Yeah, I gotta say... So it's uh it's for the listener it's Nico Kutsis who's the tip our usual colorist for Savage Dragon who's taking over on all the art and colors. Oh yeah. And Eric doing the story with uh Farron Delgado doing the letters which are superb. And he did I think he worked with Nikos on Nikos's story on issue 200 mm-hmm. and did the letters for that story, but he's a great letterist and I don't know if they're I think they're probably digital, but I'm not sure. I mean, someone can correct me at a later date if they're hand-drawn. But They look very hand-drawn, and yet they're super crisp and clean like digital. Right. Yeah. So you gotta it's think. probably a custom font. Yeah, you gotta yeah. think. But I, I do think... love... Go ahead. 
Well, I was going to say, I think Nikos also posted some black and whites of these, and they had uh, missing sound effects. So I think that's all him. Okay. Hmm. But no, I you're love, right. I love the lettering. It's got that old uh, Artie Simic kind of feel. Like I don't know, just the. Well, what's great is he puts um, um, he accents the dialogue with. I can't. I don't. I don't. I'm not a letterer. I don't know. Just bold, it. bolding it, and and like when Mighty Man says "Hey" on the second page of the story, mm-hmm. it, it's a uh, it's bubble letters. That's not how this game is played. You should or, know that. I mean, a lot of them, like the I wasn't ready panel on the second page. Mm-hmm. Just, the lettering is great. I, You know, I never really, and I've said this before, I've never really thought much about lettering until I really got into Savage Dragon. And even more when we started talking about it out loud and, and discussing the art and the issue uh, amongst ourselves, I've really got a great appreciation for a good letterer. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like if you just again to like like or fight like a man, just like the way like fights all giant and man, just taking that extra time to like yeah. emphasize stuff. Yeah, it, once you see, it's so funny because um, just the t- the timing of us having this conversation, like uh, Blambot, they put out a big lettering guide about sound effects, and everybody's mm. like, oh yeah, oh yeah, and I was just like. Yes, dudes, like, graphic sound effects are awesome. Like, a comic, the lettering should not just be static and default. Like, you should have that lettering be lively. So, yeah, this lettering on this is fantastic. Savage yeah. Dragon doesn't even have um, um, emphasized words in the dialogue. No, no it really doesn't. typically. Which is weird to me, now that I think about it. Since that's such a classic comic thing. Yeah, it's super not done a lot. Like if, um, I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe, who knows, all Marvel and DC books could look like that now. But Oh, I doubt it. I'm pretty sure they don't do that anymore. Well, the last thing I bought was Multiversity. And it didn't have anywhere near, that was like, what, a year ago or something? No, a couple. A couple, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it didn't have anywhere near this amount of love in the lettering. Like, it was pretty much just typed out. Hmm. So, yeah, not a lot of thought. <laughs> I I got I missed the days where Savage Dragon had those, like, opening titles. Like, the big opening titles on the first page. We shit on that. I I'm, remember, not, I'm not as big a fan of those. I remember yeah. us shitting on that on the FinCast. Which episodes were those in? Which issues were those in? Those were still going on in the early days. I think between, I think they stopped around ninety something, one one ninety something. Hmm. Um, I think they definitely were still going on around one seventy one where we started. Ah, uh, right. I wouldn't have seen. Like, they're not reproducing the archives, so uh, they no, they, they have should to be. be. Yeah, they definitely are. He started doing them with Savage World, and he just kept doing them even after that all yeah. sort of like stopped being oh, a throwback. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, sorry, I thought like you were talking the title about... of the, yes. the giving and, the comic a title. Like, yes, front. yeah, I do know that, what you're talking about. That now. was always my problem with it was is that it made sense when he was doing the Commandy thing, the Fantastic Four thing, not so much when it transitioned away. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. I think it works well in this Mighty Man issue. I think it's cool. Yeah, it really works great for this. Oh, well, this looks great. Um, This isn't exactly the same thing that he did on those issues. Those were like 
the 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 splash page was in a box. This this is this is like how I I'm not even sure what era this this in, invokes. It looks good. I know I like it. Yeah, the the big part one button. That was in a lot of like seven. I know at least in the seventies, like the the Kirby type DC books had a lot of that stuff. Yeah, like that Commandy. was. Yeah, um, if I remember correctly, a lot of those books back in the in in the sixties, uh, the fifties and sixties in particular, they had multiple stories in every issue. Like you'd have your Superboy comic, and it would have Superboy and the Legion stories, mm-hmm. and sometimes you would get a double story, so you'd get those part one and part two. To denote that these are the same story. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. And I think it really works here, the whole part one, part two, part three, because otherwise these would feel a little disjointed. Right. But it, it, it brings it together. It marries it. I like it. Because there's three of them in this book, and each one focuses on something different. Yeah, or a different group of characters or something. Right. But, like, legit, like, just again, to give more love to the, like, lettering, like, just, like, flipping through, just, like, looking at, like, the thrachoom, the choom on the earlier one, and, like, you know, crop, just, like, all that stuff, dude. It's just so good. It's, it's Kirby it Blobs on, uh, the Kirby Craggle, even on, uh, Super Patriots, um, Machine Gun Fire in the first panel. That's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. Bathroom. No, there's not. <laughs> there is a Brackabadoom. I gotta say that's a good looking Brackabadoom. I um what I enjoy about the Super Patriot character is I enjoy seeing different artists take on him because you can draw Super Patriot's little you know, mechanisms so many different ways. Right. Everybody has their own take on it. Whether it's, you know, Eric's little, like, tubes or, like, you know, the crazy shit that, like, uh, Dave Johnson used to do or mm-hmm. Corey Walker or... Um, so it's always cool to see how once someone's going to, you know, draw his stuff. And I think uh, Nico's kind of keeps it pretty traditional Larson-ish, but... Definitely. But he's definitely got his own, like, style. Oh, there's yeah. A, there, there's a certain stretchiness to everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is really cartoony. I love it. Yeah, on, uh, you might get this, Raven. On page three, on, mm-hmm. uh, in panel five, mm-hmm. you think Super Patriot looks like Scud, the disposable assassin, a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I get that a little. I get What's that. What's that? The, there's, like, a panel with him running as the building's crashing? No, no, the last panel. Oh, all right. It's oh, where his yeah. eyes are all giant. I get a little surrealism gets funky out of that. Yeah. I like how, his, do you, how do you show surprise under a mask? Just stretch his whole head out. Well, I like the disc arms that Nikos gave him when he's like flipping over. Like they're still guns, but like it's kind of like talking about like putting your own spin on Super Patriot. Like uh, just those disc gun arms he gave him because he's disc got like gun. You got a panel for me? Yeah, panel two of that same panel where he was like. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, they look like kind of ray guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, that's cool. They're fat, like. I like the motion though, just the like the way that's like he's like whizzing around, like he's sort of flipped over Mighty Man. Is it's just great energy, right? And there's so much crap you could do with Super Patriot, and I feel like like Eric 
kind of toyed around with it in the way in the beginning of the series. Remember when like he made Super Patriot kind of get take over, taken over and he got all like long legs and he was kind of creepy like in yeah. the yeah. basement <laughs> shooting at Ann Stevens. Classic. And I feel like Eric's never really He's done a few things like he's made him have like this huge claw hand at one point. Remember that? That was like an issue like in the Savage World. I think there's oh, yeah, a cover. Was. Yeah. And uh they've done a lot of cool different stuff. Made a gun come out of his foot or something like that. Dave mm-hmm. Johnson did a lot of cool stuff, but there's so much you can do and just make up. And it's such a like absurd character when you think about it, you know. He just <laughs> right. does all this shit and like bullet casings come out like an unending stream of bullet casings come out from him which mm-hmm. is weird where are they coming from yeah it's just silly but it, it works you don't want to awesome. know it's glorious I, I love the character it's awesome to see super patriot back in a mix yeah i love super patriot he's great in this little one shot here and all the and pouches i love the like pouch belt and there's yeah, something new true. on this one he's got the the little like kind of look like little iphone charger things that Zap Mighty Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tasers. Yeah. <laughs> like the little, like, they come all out. <laughs> yeah. Just good action. Really good. And I like that, like, Mighty Man is super powerful, but, you know, just getting slapped around, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, the whole... Go ahead. I found it a little weird that after a building was dropped on him, that Super Patriot, who has known many, many Mighty Men by this point, would be worried I mean, it's still a little girl. Yeah. But it's Mighty Man. You drop a planet on the guy. I guess. And it'll be fine. I don't know. Well, uh, then uh, I I guess you could say that maybe she accidentally bumped her wrist while it was collapsing. Uh, I guess that'd be something to worry about. Well, obviously they're not that worried because like her mother is letting her train with Super Patriot in the danger zone. So obviously they realize that Mighty Man's pretty invulnerable. What were you going to say? No, I was saying, yeah, she has experience. She knows Mighty Man's tolerances. One thing I had to, what made me wonder is, uh, where is her husband, Larry? She, She said something to the fact of like, she's all I've got, which... Oh, yeah, you could say right. that if you're married, but it still seemed weird. And then you look at her apartment, and it doesn't look like the apartment of a doctor. Well, Bradley's like a... a creepo, so who knows? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a sparse apartment they got there. Yeah, it wasn't really uh, super talked about, was it? Like, you know, what was going on with Ann Stevens or whatever. Yeah, just sort of like, hey, here's mom and the dog, and it's like, oh well. It, just the line, like it could be nothing. It just said, "Be careful with her." I don't know what I do. Something happened to her. She's all I've got. Which I could see people saying that if they're married still, but it still a little, seems a little weird. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of yeah. I, maybe, maybe she found out of little wise guy blood. <laughs> I did. I actually forgot about. Oh, man, good point. Yeah, I forgot all about that whole, like, creepy, yeah, Immortality yeah. obsession. Yeah, I forgot all about that. To be fair, that. if I remember correctly, very, we saw him very recently yeah. uh, when Malcolm went looking for cancer cures. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm pretty sure he went to him. Yep. And his research had stalled significantly, I think. Yeah, he did say something, like, to that effect, I think. 
Well, it's a good-looking Malcolm. Uh, I like his take on uh, Super Patriot and Mighty Man both. Mm. And even little kids. You know, you don't know. Sorry, just going to talk just art shop here. So many people can't draw little kids. They're very hard to draw. They are very d- They have big heads. So many people just really fucked. shitty it up when it comes to little kids. But, you know, <laughs> good little kid here. Good dog. You know, um... Uh, Nikos's art reminds me a lot of Corey Hampshire's art in Supreme. I don't know if you sure. get that vibe. Yeah, I, I get it. Even the inking kind of seems very similar. Yeah, the issues where he did all the inking, uh, yeah, I can see that. There was definitely that, how do I phrase this without saying cartoony. What's cartoony. wrong with cartoony? Cartoony's fine. No, Exager- like exaggerated not... sponginess. Yeah. It's, it's just, to me, I think they have a really close art style, I think. I don't mm. know. I'm not comparing Supreme page to page against this, but mm. it really invokes that kind of... No, I get it. You know, a funny thing Nikos does is uh, he has sort of everything like flow almost like liquid and fluid into each other. So, like, if you want a super great example of that, flip to the front cover and look at Mighty Man's, like, uh, right hand. And just the way the lines, like, flow right into the, like, curve of the knuckles. Like, that thumb's all just Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the taffy fingers. Yeah, so that's what I like, is just how fluid everything looks so, like, flowy. It's good. I liked his backup way back when he did that other backup, too. He's got a good style. Oh, this might be the 2000 issue? Uh, 2200? I've, yes. I've learned yeah, to stop guessing. <laughs> yeah, I'm fairly sure I know the one. it was the one with the, the, uh, the ogre attack guy. Yep. yep. You're right. It was, it was 200. Yep. Those ogre, yep. The ogre attack. Exactly. It's good. So, the SOS. So, this might be reading in the two things a little bit more than necessary, but. Super Patriot refers to her as Ms. Stevens, mm-hmm. which I believe is what you say when you want to be ambiguous, rather than Mrs. or Ms. or uh, Miss. So it, it it does kind of question what her marital status is. Well, yeah, and wasn't what's Larry's last name? Uh... Laffer. <laughs> isn't it with a B? Like, cause what... It wouldn't have been Stevens. Burden. Huh? It wouldn't have been Stevens. No, no that's, that's a good point. That's hmm. Anne's. So let's 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 get that in. We got an F of us here. Someone Bradford, Larry Bar- Bradford. Right, Bradford. Dragon always called him Bradley or something. And that's like what that. Mighty Mighty Man's uh, Betty Bradford. Mm. Right. Ew. Ew, ew, ew. Yeah, Miss Stevens, and yeah. So hey, she maybe there's be. an implied separation here. Hmm. Well, time will tell. Interesting, or is it finteresting? <laughs> I, I I gotta say though, part one was good. I like you know Super Patriot fighting you know with Mighty Man, and you know I, I know it sounds funny. I guess she was never much of a character, but it's always good to like. I liked Nurse Stevens. I liked her. Yeah, so, I liked her. She was kind of a pleasant supporting character who didn't do yeah. anything wrong. Yeah, she was nice. So it's just I don't know. It's kind of cool to check in on her. Except for that one time she got shot in the head. Uh, that was ghastly. <laughs> I 
The the Mighty Man. Do you remember the the original Mighty Man series, which was a collection of all the backups that we talked about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the funniest thing is on the credits, which I was disappointed. There's no Josh Icorn credit in this one. Oh but yeah. On that one, it said Josh Icorn also transforms into a nurse at times, but there's no <laughs> magic involved. <laughs> Classic. Uh, so anyway, we get into part two, War Games, starring uh, Barbaric and Ricochet with Mighty Man and further training of little Betty Bradford. Pow! Always good to see Barbaric. He's a great character. Yeah, he's a fun visual. Mm, he got knocked a bit about in this one. Yeah, well, he kind of always gets knocked about. He's kind of bad at this. Yeah, he's a giant dude, but yeah, he's never really been like uh, anywhere near as much of an ass kicker as he you would think he would based as on his appearance. Rock or yeah, he still has some of my favorite all time scenes in Savage Dragon when when it was the whole um, SOS arc when Dragon joined the the SOS team way back when and uh, epic adventures and self promotion. Yeah, and, like, he wanted to get his own, like, Ninja Turtle figures and stuff like that. And, and it, it, mir- it mirrored Eric's experiences getting yeah. the uh, Playmates toys made. Yeah, it was so hilarious. And, like, he was always getting, like, Dragon was, like, the leader of the team, and he was just always getting in trouble with Dragon. It, just some awesome hijinks, like, great writing. It was, I still, that's one of my favorite arcs of all time on this book. He's always been just kind of a big kid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's Barney. I forget what they what they called like the the Ninja Turtle uh toys. It was something ha- hilarious. It was like I don't know, something geckos. Larry something's mighty fighting geckos or something. <laughs> anyway, it's good good back and forth here. Good action. I I can I can appreciate all the action in these 8-page chunks. Aye. And uh, we get to see Ricochet back in action, saving the day, as she does. Always the more competent of the pair. Oh, yeah. With her great jacket. (laughs) Both of those characters... They're getting kind of old. Yeah, I was going to say, it was funny to me that, like, um, there's no great lengths taken to make them look old. Right. But, but they guess, should you know, be old, right? But no, I think they're only like 30, late 30s or something. Yeah, they so were really young when they were in Free Force. I want to say they were still like 18, 19. Oh. They were, I feel like that sounds right. Yeah, they were well, still then, just kids. Yeah, then this is fine. Yeah, I think you're right. In fact, I think Ricochet had a problem getting on the police force because she was a minor. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, what would that? How old would that make her? She's now? probably plus. seventeen. So plus twenty years. So thirty something. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they're fine. Especially if you're a big buff red dude. I mean, you know, what's he's gonna start having gray in his blonde hair? It's not gonna be too evident. So yeah, nah. Never mind. They look fine. Yeah. They're gonna. Crit- fine. Criticism they're, rescinded. They're certainly looking better than they did. A hundred issues ago. <laughs> Fat. Yeah, that was embarrassing. <laughs> Guys, I do have to say, I love these uh, dopey-ass campers. <laughs> like, just the, you getting this? You getting this? Like, those guys. 
Oh man, with this phone out. Hey man, that's what you do when you see superheroes fighting each other. <laughs> they just thought they finally found Bigfoot. Nincom poops. Yeah, that was that, pretty that was, neat. Yeah, it's a quick little story of them kind of fighting in the campground. It's, it's a tiny bit of a retread of the first story. Um, it is, kind of. I don't think I prefer it as much as the Super Patriot one. Um, but the the kind of obviously them getting recorded and I, I feel that's going to segue into something um, with Barbaric basically being really aggressive Barbaric fighting Mighty Man being broadcast on the news you figure that's going to go somewhere but it doesn't go anywhere in the mm. one shot Mighty Man menace and <laughs> throughout for some reason they have a hard time calling her Mighty Man and just call her Betty oops because they're dumb I think it was just a punchline Honestly, like the whole, uh-oh, we're recorded, and then like, you know, like he says, like he lets it on, like, you know, like he just did something dumb. You know, Barbaric just said the wrong thing in the heat of the moment, and it led to like news coverage of like Mighty Man gone berserk. Like, you Hey know. man, he's a method actor. <laughs> but I, I think that's all they were shooting for. I, I don't think anything. And then like the guy in Duder panel is gold. With the, like beating the old lady, <laughs> that's funny. It's always hilarious. <laughs> that's what the elderly are for. So we get to the last scene, the the last chapter, part three, which kind of right. ties it all together. Before we start, mm-hmm. we get we we have to talk about this really quick. Craig, you got a copy of the Athens Con version of this book. Yes, it's all black and white. Correct. Yes. Did you read it when you got it? I read it real quickly. Because what is revealed in this seems so blatantly obvious that if it was in the Athens conversion, nobody mentioned it. Anywhere. No, I and you know, I got it and I read it real quick and I didn't go back to it, and we didn't cover it in the FinCast, so I didn't study it, and I totally missed it. Like, I guess I just glossed over it. So for, for, for listeners, the timing on this is interesting. Oh, i got to remember the issue number. I actually should have it right here. <laughs> the Athens Con issue came out before issue 222. Mm-hmm. Issue 222 was the introduction of Marsha. And I did go back to double check, and she definitely is in the black and white Athens conversion. So, in this third part of this story, Marsha is in superhero gear in action. Yep. But she's never, like, introduced or anything, and you can almost think she was, like... Somebody else? Just a filler character? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I just glossed over it and just... I just can't believe nobody on the internet that I read on the Eric Larson fan page said asked who is this? Yeah. Why does she have why is she playing the rapture role? Well, now we know though. Well, yeah. Cuz after the Athens Con issue came out, 222 hit and we were introduced to Marsha and what her deal is. So this was like a preview of that. And then, of course, the color issue of this came out after 222. Correct. I think it came out on the same day. It No, it was a couple weeks. Oh, okay. 
I'm pretty sure it was spaced out. You're right. It is funny that nobody made the connection at all or even thought to say, it's weird how there's this rapturesque character. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It is it is funny. But and yet here she is. Can I say that the title for this part three, the font for force, is freaking awesome. I love that R with the like the weird and the E. Yeah. And the F. I guess all of it. It's just that's a weird font. Yeah, the cool. a- asymmetrical letters. Mm. Yeah. A force to be reckoned with. Alright, I'm not gonna lie. I love these dogs. <laughs> they look like some Saturday morning cartoon villains. I do like these dogs, guys. <laughs> Recycle character designs from the Scrap Battletoes cartoon. It, they really oh, just... Oh, yeah. You know, you talk about playing to an artist's strengths. Like, these are great characters for Nikos to draw. Yeah. Like, like the one guy that's, like, screaming. They got those expressive jowls going all over the place. You know what they are? They're howling commandos. They are. <laughs> And that um, that splash page on the next page mm-hmm. is pretty awesome because that's a callback to the same splash in like one of the original issues, which Probably they also so one. Uh, no, I think it was like like Savage Dragon series like three or four issue three or four, and then they did it again in one fifteen. I want to say when they were all like fat and out of shape. Of course. <laughs> And right. then, like, so it, it, this has definitely showed up at least three or four different times, the same splash, but, like, different versions of the characters. Awesome. So I'll have to go and try to, like, find which book, which issues, and, like, get some screen grabs of them and stuff like that. But So, slightly more surprising than Marsha is Horridus is on the team. Yeah, baby. And no glimpse in sight of her kid. Right. Um, I can't recall her name. It's okay. We'll leave it at I, that. I felt that it was a missed opportunity to have Betty and her meet. Yeah, we do definitely. If there's more uh, Freak Force, would love to see those two interact. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Can I just say, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> her I kid's love... name is uh, Dixie. Dixie, right, of course. I do love... It's so hilarious. Um... Uh, super patriot bitching about trump and then like their reaction to his bitching (laughs) oh and so that gives us a clue though so i guess the freak force is working for the government now right because in the past the freak force were just like the a-team they were just like paid mercenary guys or something you know someone someone hired them and they did a job yeah Mm. now they got missions they were always broke and living in that like old donut shop old donut shop And then they got a job with the police force, or then maybe that was after they left the police force again. I don't know. What you talking about the uh, freak force? Yeah, I think how it worked was they were like just they quit the force and became their own team. But I thought before they were like mercenaries that would do jobs for money, and then Dragon got them a job on the force. But then they quit the force and went back to being. Uh, I don't know the exact timing. I recall heroes for hire. Hortus was recruited by Dragon. Dart came in to help out. Uh, Super Patriot was kind of out of sorts at the time. Mighty Man was just getting her bearings. Ricochet and Barbaric were also brought in around that same time. I'm pretty sure they were 
they they were trying to bring the Mendoza was trying to make the Freak Force team work. Yeah, maybe it wasn't Mendoza, one of one of them. And in, when they when no Mendoza started trying to fuck things up, and then they quit and became Freak Force. Gotcha. Yeah, that's it. You know you're driving someone who knows this. Absolutely bonkers. Bonkers. You're driving <laughs> some crazy. Hopefully Augie's not listening to it. <laughs> you know who that's absolutely yeah, so, yeah, you're no, you're right though. They 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 quit and they became like bounty hunters, basically. Right. Yeah. The catch all superhero role. And uh yeah. I don't know. Maybe you guys maybe you know but Barbaric surely is exploding the head of that one dog. dog. Is he yeah. just killing the shit out of him? <laughs> All that black blood. You hear that runch? Yeah. Is, everyone else is kind of like, you know, knocking him around, but he surely is decapitating that one guy. Hey, man, they got <laughs> guns. They're going to shoot. They're shooting at him. It's pretty bad That's if you what? someone brings a crate to a gunfight and you still get decapitated. <laughs> Meanwhile, like Ricochet's just bouncing off of them like speedball, and they're just getting like <laughs> slapped by Horridus and zapped by uh, whatever her name is. Marsha. Does she even have a name? Is it Lightning Girl or Lightning Lady? Lightning Lady. <laughs> yeah, the lamest name that was suggested by Malcolm. I just want to say these four panel action, like four panels of action, is like. Uh, that's another Savage Dragon staple, I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like good. It looks good. I, I just like to see four panels of people kicking ass. I like Ricochet breaking the panel border. Yeah. It's good stuff. I like the, the one uh, panel where Super Patriot's blasting one of the dogs. which you just Yeah, yeah. See, it's, it's, and, it's not just barbaric. And uh, his other hand is stretching out like Mr. Fantastic to grab the dog. Yeah, there's your elastic limb. There you, go. you were mentioning that earlier. There it is. Yep, yep. Nice bit of gadget limbs. Right nice little bit of detail on Super Patriot's uh, boot on that last one. Yeah, it's a good looking boot. <laughs> you know, he does my one. Good... I guess I'll, I'll wait until we get to the end. I, I got a couple of. I, I love the book. I'm glad he had, there was its own standalone Mighty Man book, but mm-hmm. there's. A little bit left to be desired at the end of this issue, I thought, and I'll wait okay. until we get to the end. But agreed, we'll throw in the into the wrap up. But uh, now here's talking about things being in black and white. I guess you probably wouldn't have maybe seen this this wrap up. Well, just, just jumping ahead. I guess they confront the final dog with his giant hairy wart and his eye patch and it, his creepy comb over. But dude, eye patch, come on. He's Nick Fury in the Howling Commandos. Mm. There you go. Con- oh, he's confirmed. Mm. Confirmed. Nick Furry. <laughs> nah, it's it's good though. It's uh so the, I like I, like they have a little sympathetic. You can put a little bit of a touch in there to make your villain sympathetic. You know, it's good, but uh Again, it's a shame, Craig, that you didn't have more of a uh, an opinion on like your initial reaction. Like, did you see this this finish, this plot twist uh, ending of who who they're rescuing coming? 
No, I, I did not see it coming at all, and I don't think that this character has ever been mentioned at all, even as a civilian. Which yeah, that's weird. kind of a problem that I have. Oh, okay, so we're jumping so, into the ending. The all right, take it wow, away. Where, where were you going with this? No, no, I was just curious, like if you saw it coming. Like I think if it's more co- like in color, I was thinking, oh, they're saving a blonde cheerleader. Oh, all right, and then as soon as she threw the thing, I was like, oh shit. It's like, is this a dart-related character? <laughs> Instantly, I'm new. So, like, I was just saying, like, if you were reading this in black and white, that's one of those instances where that would have sold even crazier because you don't know what color her hair is. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, that's right. But this suggests that... I don't know what their last names are, but all these women are actually superhuman. That They all have super aim. So well, it's have... the training is the thing. So you have... Um... The original Dart, which was Jill August. Hero. Jill August's father was Sergeant Marvel. Okay. And the evil Dart isn't even like a sister of She's Jill her niece. August. She's her yes. niece. Which would make mean her brother's daughter. Right. She's, so where's the brother? They were killed. Seen the, him. The, the, the parents. Remember um, Dart, the evil Dart. Oh yeah, she murdered uh, them. Allison oh, Summers of course. murdered her father right, as her a way parents. to like cause Captain uh, Sergeant and, Marvel to like grieve and bring her in. Yep. And yeah, and then killed Sergeant Marvel. Yep. Yeah. Well, sabotaged him, but yeah. Oh no, she did shoot him. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Sergeant Marvel then was father to Jill August because he was Bill August. He's father to Jill August, and then this woman Jane August, who we're just hearing about now, was the heiress to the August fortune, so. She should become Sergeant Marvel just to say, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) That would be, you know what? That's how you do it. You don't have her be the new Dart. You have her be the new Sergeant Marvel. So my question now is, how is, if she's going around, if she's going to be Dart, which is to be seen. I can say that we've seen it. Because on Nikos's uh, preview pages, was there not a dart in those pages? Yeah, right. Was so there? How, how is the public going to handle an evil dart and then a good dart that looks exactly <laughs> like an evil dart? They're not. They're not reading the book. I would imagine that it should be a problem. Like, there was a good dart, and then there was an evil dart. Oh, you mean the public in-universe? In the universe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, alright, there's a couple of things that, like, I feel like this thing ended abruptly. Mm -hmm. So I guess we're to believe that Jane August was working covertly with... No, I think she's... Force. No, I, I think she was just at the right place at the right time. Oh, really? And I think it was a confluex of events. It was a dink. No, I don't think so. Because why would you have Super Patriot being like, oh, by the way, this is Jane August. Like, how would he know? Because he's Super Patriot. He reads the dossiers. Well, it was a mission to rescue her. I don't know. Right. I, th- I think she was, like, undercover. Like, why else well, would she be dressed well, like a cheerleader? Because of- she's probably 17. Well, that's my other qualm of the story, is that we don't know why the dogs are doing this. Because she's the heiress of the Sergeant Marvel fortune. Well, 
It's not clear, though. She's that's... an heiress. Yeah, so they... we do get, though. He says, give me what I want or she's dead. Like, they're trying to get some kind of, like, retribution. Like, whatever they've gone through to make them into dogs, it's suggested that the attack dogs... You know, or you know, attack dogs. That's an, they call them terrorists out to destroy America. <laughs> well, the battle in bulldogs. So the thing is, is that like it's suggested though that the battle in bulldogs, you know, got turned into these animals. You know, and so it's kind of suggested that like whatever they're trying to do. I mean, they got this heiress. I guess you could infer. That they're trying. Well, you know what's so funny? They're is- ransoming. They're ransoming her for whatever they want to either turn back or start new lives. Yeah, they're just trying to he, get something. Yeah, it says it's all gone, man. It's all been taken away. Our lives, our humanity. There's nothing left. I have nothing to lose at this point. So something changed them. Yeah, I had assumed the way that it was written that these guys wanted to be cured or left alone or just whatever they were after ah you're right you know what and, and it's and not jane said and jane says it was a lucky shot she's being humble if she was undercover she wouldn't be humble because they would know her abilities her skills true. no i don't necessarily agree with that she could, you could still be humble i think it's a coincidence to reunite Freak Force. You know what? Because though? that's how things happen in superhero universes. It can't be that she's trying to stay undercover. Because if that's it, then Super Patriot super shits on her cover immediately by saying her older sister was the original Dart. It's like, you blew, what? You blew my cover, dude. <laughs> it can't be that. I had witness protection. Thanks well, very much. Well, he means the original Dart as opposed to the second one. The evil dart. Well, I'm, I was just like shitting on the uh, undercover Al, the undercover uh, Jane theory. Well, at that point, she doesn't need to be undercover because the the bad guys are all taking care. So of her. you're you're saying she's a government operative that everyone else in Free Force hasn't met. Only Super Only Patriot. Super Patriot knew, but is in on it. Oh, okay. It sounds like I'm completely wrong there. I. I, that's I how, it sounds like what your guys are saying is correct. I just didn't. I, that's the way I read it for whatever reason. But I just took it at face I, value that uh, that she was an actual captive, and that she just happened to be Dart's sister. I assumed that she. Yeah, that's kind of the way I read it. Is that she wasn't yet like undercover. I just read it that she'd just been kidnapped and that she was fucking rich and they wanted to be turned back into humans or something. Yeah, that's the problem with the story. There's no, they don't, it doesn't tie it up of like why her and what they want. I don't know. I think just maybe a little more dialogue of what, you know, what was going on. (laughs) So you're saying, it's confusing. Get rid of this extra cover and put another page of story in. I don't know. Just something to tie up. What they could do is put in an extra page of. Uh, an epilogue? Uh, no, no, not well. You could do that too, but I was thinking the uh, the bios and do one for her and explain it. Yeah. Oh, I would have liked. Yeah, I, I'll say that. Um, I would have liked rather than Malcolm. I know this sounds funny. Yeah, why the hell is Malcolm there? But rather than Malcolm, I, I would have appreciated a, a bio on her 
on Dart, or just Dart in general. Well, he you, might not be ready to, to release all that info yet, you know? That's true. But you but you could have just had, like, question mark, question mark, question mark, but you could have had a whole page just dedicated to her and Marsha as new recruits. Mm, yeah. that, well, there you go. Marsha's not even represented, but again, that... Do you know if these bio pages were in the Athens Con version? They were. They were. Well, that's why Marsha didn't get one. Oh, yeah. She's... That would have been a spoiler. That would have been a spoiler like a motherfucker. Well, also, too, though, you know, not to be dumb, obviously Malcolm needs, a, you know, a spot because he's the lead of the main book. So, obviously, that's why he's in there. So, you know, you know what's funny? After all these uh, bios, there's Mighty Male, World's Mightiest Male. Mm. I know. And it's know. got the email for Eric. But the mail, actual mail, you'd send to the Image Comics headquarters in Portland, Oregon. Do they just, like, scan it and send it to Eric or something once they get the hard They probably forward it. It probably doesn't have to... Wait, no. They, the person sending the mail would pay the postage, so what does that save? I don't know. You know, maybe when you're that big, someone scans your mail in and emails it to or you. Ty- or, or types <laughs> it up, yeah. Types it up. He has said in the past he prefers email... Uh, or even a direct message to a physical letter these days because he can just copy and paste it. Gotcha. So, I mean, it's cool that you can still snail mail a letter in, but uh, it's weird. It's, it is, yeah, that's a great point. Like when And it's Portland, Oregon. Isn't Image Offices in San Francisco? In no, they, they, moved. they moved. Oh, they did. I didn't know that. I will say, though, it is funny. Here's the thing. I smelled I smelled extra series coming on anyway. I guess the Mighty Male, World's Mightiest Male. I kind of was like surprised uh, to see a call for that. Like it just seemed like there was more coming. So when I saw that like there was uh, going to be a possible Freak Force spinoff, I was like, "All right, man, good." I thought it was just a joke, but yeah, with that news of the Freak Force series, it would be kind of cool to have the Mighty Male be the the letter page. Since it's already been established here. And as always, any pimp for the fantastic Savage Dragon wiki is a good thing. Readers, new readers especially, people are always like, what do I do? Where do I start? It's like, dude, you have like the greatest resource available, like constantly updated. Use it. Yeah. SavageDragonWiki.wikispaces.com Maintained by Gavin the Legend himself. That's Gavin Higginbotham, the editor. <laughs> so all in all, uh, thoughts on thoughts as a whole. How you feeling? Overall? Go on, you guys first. Glad, glad to have it. Second that. Yep, I'll third. I- I'm Pretty, pretty pretty tidy with it. I think it's a neat little one-shot. I'm glad it came out. I thought it could have been uh, executed a little bit better, but always glad to see uh, additional kind of spin-offs from Savage Dragon. I, I think its execution came down to he wasn't sure what format it was going to take, so he planned it as a backup and turned it into an AthensCon one-shot. Yeah, we'll, so have to, that, well, we'll have to ask him when he comes on next. Yeah. See. Well, uh, here's what I expect. Let's let's cast our gaze into the future then, shall we? Um, 
for the Freak Force, the upcoming Freak Force thing, uh, it's cool that it's coming. Uh, I'll agree with you 100%, Craig, that I hope the narrative is tighter. Like, I just... It'll probably not be a three-part story in every issue. It'll probably be one story. Yeah. So, that'll help your pacing problems. Even if it was three parts like this, just as long as it's a little bit tighter, that's all. Hmm. String it together a little more. Running narrative. Yeah. Plant hmm. those seeds for the future. It'll also be interesting to see if it's almost like a reactionary book. If something happens, like, like see, say, if it's a fallout from the, the merging of the multiverse. Hmm. Yeah. Just oh, from yeah. different, just from a supporting character perspective, just see how that works. Well, uh, it's funny too. Again, timing tying it right back into uh, the move to Canada, like a book like Freak Force would become even more valuable because that'll be your main line to what's happening in Chicago. So yeah, what, you could be well. It, I mean, well, Freak Force a, is a is a uh, like a. U.S. team now, right? Okay. Yeah. Hopefully Trump Government doesn't team. find out Hordus is an alien. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's true. Dirty, dirty alien. He's been known to change his mind a few times, right? Yeah. You know, I know this is going to sound so wacky, but I sure hope Eric draws that smoking hot first lady. <laughs> let's, let's, get, let's get that. Let's get that rendering. Everybody wanted to see his rendering of Trump. I want to see his rendering of the First Lady. Melania. (laughs) (laughs) What's hilarious is, and I know he would catch so much hell for this, but you know she's done all those, like, nudie poses. Like, if he just drew, like, just one of those poses she's done, people would flip shit. (laughs) It'd be so, people would be so scandalized. I can't believe this is the first comic to render the first lady of the United States in such a fashion. Well, did you see Eric on Facebook was asked? Yeah, something about like uh, if a comic book is shipped to stores in a bag, do you open it? Do you consider the bag part of the book, like to the stores? Mm. Like, and he was referencing something like seeing bagged adult only variants. <laughs> yep. And I'm wondering if he's. Uh, thinking about doing something like that i'm loving i'm loving where that's going that's usually why he asks these questions (laughs) yeah so that it happens next month (laughs) yeah so in a few weeks when we see the state fair zucchini on the front (laughs) (laughs) oh god i don't know dudes i'm excited so should we talk about the next episode let's Savage Dragon 224, The Merging of Multiple Earths, Part 2, Mr. Glum's devious plot to merge the multiverse unfolds in its demented glory. Savage Dragon joins his son, Malcolm Dragon, in an effort to save Angel Murphy and the very Earth itself. Enter Dark Lord. The awe-inspiring, world-shattering cosmic event reaches its penultimate chapter and concludes in the next issue's giant-sized 25th anniversary special. So there you go. Exciting times. Sweet. I can't wait, guys. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped for it as well, to be honest. Um, 
well, should man, I am so excited about two twenty four. Yeah, <laughs> these th- what events could be unfolding? These three issues. I'm just saying this three issue um, arc of like you know glum merging everything. Is it only three issues? So much is yeah. going on. It feels like it. It should be a lot more. Yeah. 223. Well, technically the glum stuff's been going on for like three additional issues, so... Well, yeah. It's a cheat, but... It's a cheat to call it a three-issue arc, but... Nevertheless, like, uh, part one, part two, part three, as far as solicitation is concerned, it's a three-part arc. But, like, man! What a treat! (laughs) Like, this stuff's killing it! I don't know. I can't can't wait to see 225, honestly. Uh, his anniversary issues are always the best. Oh my god, dude! Yes, I went to the comic shop and I was like, uh, "Listen," because they fucked me on my jock cover, and I was like, "Guys, if you will be so kind, when two twenty five comes out, please put both variants in my box." I was like, "It's guaranteed money." I was like, "I'll, I'll buy them both." And Why then, can't they order them on previews? They can. They simply chose, after busting my balls for months about being the only, like, I forget. Can I just and say? You're, ta- you're talking about the jock April Fool's Savage Right in 223 cover. Right. You didn't get. I didn't so get So for it. the listeners, tell that story, because it's pretty funny. Uh, so every, every month I go to the comic shop. I've actually quit going to the comic shop except to pick up Savage Dragon. And then I pick up all of my stack at once. So they're actually, like, super happy to see me because every time they see me, it's like an 80-buck pop, right? Or, like, 120 bucks or whatever the stack has gotten up to. But, like, they know that I'm coming, like, whenever Savage Dragon comes out. And so, like, every time I go, they super bust my balls about being the, quote, only reader. And they Pittsburgh has this chain of comic stores that are owned by like this one dude. So when they insult me, they don't just insult me. They like insult like the entirety of Pittsburgh's readership or exposure. They say, you're the only guy in the company reading that book. (laughs) Now that means that not just am I the only guy at that store buying Savage Dragon, but I'm the only guy at like six stores buying Savage Dragon, right? That's, that's the way they're, like trying to like bust my balls so i go to the comic shop feeling super duper secure that i'm gonna be able to snag that jock cover right on up i get my stack and i notice and they're usually so good to put the variants in there because again it's easy money they know if they get it i'll buy it right i notice there's no april fool's jock cover in there and i'm like dudes i was like Where's the April Fool's cover? And the guy says to me, Oh, sorry. Someone just bought it. <laughs> it's like... Did they bollocks? <laughs> I told him, I said, I said, whoa. I said, guys, I said, what the fuck happened to you're the only guy in the company who reads that? <laughs> and they all sort of hung their heads just a little bit. And they were like, hmm, there's like four or five people reading it. <laughs> it's like... Like you douchebags. I said, whatever, dudes, it's all good. I said, just know that in the future, if you want, 
throw those variants in there. I'll, I'll buy it. I said, so that means, I said, for the next issue of Savage Dragon, I said, it's going to be like $9 or something. I said, you can get, I said, you can either make $9 off of me. I said, or you can make $18 off of me. I was so like, you it's your call. Beg them to take your money. I That's know, fun. dude. I have such a good comic store. I guess I'm lucky. I just tell them, I just send them an email. Hey, guys, I want this. Can you make sure I get it? No problem. I'll always get whatever I need. They're cool. To be honest, uh, a lot of people were super pissed. They were like, oh, jerks. But to be honest, they're actually cool. They're just like ball busters, and they just like to bust your balls. And so I just was like super bummed out because I was like, oh, dudes. Like in the past, they've been so good to like snag up. Like, listen, this is how good they've been in the past to give the devil their due. When that God Country Savage Dragon variant came up, yeah, they were like, hey, man, hey, Perez, we got you one. I was like, well, good looking out, buddies. Thanks. And uh, yet good. they didn't get me that sweet jock cover. <laughs> I was like, you guys. <laughs> you bastards. Bummed. I said, to eBay I go. I said, you did this. I said, you're pushing me out. <laughs> Whatever. It's all good. It's all gravy. Well, on that upbeat story, <laughs> I'm flagging fast. Should we uh, wrap this one up? Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah. If you want to send us emails, you can send them to savagefincast at gmail.com. Please do. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. Always. Zach, thank you for joining us. Thank you no, for joining always us. Always a pleasure. Craig. We, never do, we didn't even point out this is a four-man podcast. We're like Voltron almost. Mm. <laughs> We're at our maximum capacity, unfortunately. You can only our get new, four our, people in cast. Our new, our new recording soft uh, solution only allows up four people total. Oh, so that means on interviews, somebody's got to take the hit. Mm. <laughs> ah, shit. It's all good. Well, guys, thank you so much for awesome FinCast. Always a pleasure to talk with you, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me, Dildo Baggins. Bollock, bollocks, bollocks. Fucks. What's up with the name calling, man? Mm, what dude, is up with cool. that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care, guys. Adios. Au yeah. revoir.